Ladies and gentlemen, listener of all ages, this is Zach, everyone's second favorite Jacob replacement. Before we begin this episode, I wanted to make sure that you were aware, though this episode would not receive an explicit tag, it definitely leans more family-unfriendly and contains graphic descriptions of Halloween-related situations. Listener discretion is advised. This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. This program is about unsolved mysteries. Whenever possible, the actual family members and police officials have participated in recreating the events. What you are about to hear is not a news podcast. This is Bacon Cell After Dark. Ooh, chilling. Are you saying that the families of the victims are coming on the show to recreate murders? That's pretty dark. No, that, that was an intro from... Because that's a podcast idea, and we should definitely look into it because... Anyways, welcome to Big Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Jacob, who is about to recreate a murder. We're not surprised. Again? We just want to thank you for listening to our last show. It was kind of a risk, but I'm super happy it paid off. Did it, though? Yes, in fact, we have a comment here on our Instagram page that said, This is my favorite episode of the season. It is not often when an episode about autumn can make me feel nostalgic. But you guys killed it. Speaking of killed it. I killed the vibe of the room and the show and the listeners' lives, maybe. (laughs) Oh, and we have a new iTunes review that I'd like to read. Uh, This one says, I'm a new listener, so I may not get all the inside jokes, but I find myself drawn to the podcast and to the host in particular. Jake will be missed, but I'll let Zach take a spot. Joel has a big heart, whereas Kent might be dead inside already. Keep up the good times, because you never know when they'll end. Five stars. What? I'm not even sure how to take that, but it's five stars, right? It's not anywhere near the weirdest review we've gotten. I mean, we'll take it. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Well, Joel, as you said in the opener, we are going to talk about something Kent's been obsessing about since his uh, grade school years. The Snyder Cut? <laughs> and Lindsey Sterling. Oh, and guys, yes. both of those obsessions have lasted much longer than that. Though with Lindsey Sterling, we actually met last year yeah, and I've been dodging us. her calls ever since. I don't think she has the right number. <laughs> okay, maybe not. But she's got my old number when I was with Cricket, okay? Anyways, moving on. What are we talking about today, Jacob? True crime or unsolved mysteries or whatever we're calling this show. Yes, essentially we've researched and found a story about crime, not necessarily murder, but something that we find to be creepy, whether it's cold case or some random crime where the motives and crime itself is mysterious in nature. We're going dark and creepy on Bacon Cell. Like your dating life, am I right? No. Listen, women love true crime. I'm just trying to give them what they want. So yes, we're going to each describe our true stories one by one and take it a little darker on the show today. If you have the children, maybe you don't want them to listen. Or if you are offended by violence, I mean, they're going to be cleaned up acts of violence. So maybe this is an episode to listen to if you're offended by that. So basically we're saying it's not too family friendly. But still listener friendly. Sure. Okay. So who's going to tell their story first? I believe I'm going first. And you guys want to hear something creepy? Ew, why'd you say it like that? Not anymore. it's creepy. <laughs> why do you sound like some junkie hiding in the shadows? Family friendly. It's best for telling spooky stories. There it goes. <laughs> yep, scary mood destroyed. Uh, okay. So I should go back to normal, yes? Please. <laughs> if that's normal. Joseph, Keeney, I'm sure you found some cute stories and all, you know, uh, but they're nothing compared to what I got. Okay, big talk. Let's hear it. Hold on, hold on. I gotta pull this up on my computer. I'm hoping I didn't lose the file. Okay. Hold on, maybe. Okay, no. Oh, man. I love this story. It's kind of perfect. I'd love to hear it. You you will, okay? All right, picture this. Let's say it's Christmas, and you start ordering packages through, like, Amazon or whatever, right? Well, don't you just hate when someone steals the package from your front porch? Like, doesn't that just make you want to just 
kill him. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's annoying. It's messed up. But killing them? Like, how long did I have to wait for shipping? <laughs> uh, Dr. Matt, can you come on in, please? We like to prevent true <laughs> oh, not again from actually taking place tonight. You know what I mean. So you're hoping for something in the mail, and then someone spoils everything by being a jerk. Am I right? Yeah, jerks are the worst. They probably deserve to die. Man, you're, you're dark. Okay, just wait, Ken. Just wait. So this does have to do with a porch thief, but it goes so much deeper than that. Deeper than Mark Rober tricking porch thieves with his glitter camera? No, Joel. Nothing is deeper than that. You were saying... So where was I? <clears throat> yeah, so forget about the Amazon thing for a bit. There was this couple, I think uh, it says they were dating for like a few years. Uh, things were going perfectly good for a while and then they moved in together, got a few pets, made a life, whatever. So a few months before the meat of the story, this couple started getting weird phone calls where they just hear breathing and someone laughing, right? Does the story say if the laugh sounded masculine or feminine? Uh, it does not. It does not. But thank you for being politically correct. It's still messed up though, right? Right. All right. The calls start getting progressively longer. If they didn't answer, there would just be voicemails. Wait, Jacob, did they have a landline or was it one of their phones, like a cell phone? At first, it's the boyfriend's phone being called, but then when the girlfriend lost patience, she answered the phone and demanded to know who was calling them. That's when she started getting calls on her number. Yeah. Right? That's a little creepy. But the story hasn't even entered the crazy territory. I have so many questions. Save the questions for later, Joel. I'm already kind of getting into this. Keep going, Jake. Okay. Eventually, this couple got the police involved, okay? But there was really nothing that they could do, of course. So there, there wasn't any targeted harassment other than someone breathing from an unknown number. The couple didn't feel comfortable, of course, but they didn't feel threatened really yet. So the cops just asked them to keep them updated if anything, you know, progressed. And then it went downhill quick. Okay, this couple got suspicious that something was wrong when their little corgi went missing for a few days. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a corgi, so they went, they didn't care a whole lot. But oh, poor uh, corgis. But I mean, you've seen those dogs, right? They got stubby legs and, and weird fox-like faces. I mean, they're definitely inside dogs. And I mean, that's why it was so strange when it was gone. I, they don't even remember letting it outside. I hate where the story's going. But still, it was gone, and they had just posted about it on Facebook and Instagram. No luck. Where are we going with this story? This kind of feels like a bait and switch, Jake. Yeah, it's going to be a bait and switch for the better. And I'm headed somewhere, I promise. Continue, Jacob. I'm into this. So the dog's gone, right? And there's been a few likes and shares on the post, but no one has reached out. Then about three days after the dog went missing, this couple got a phone call. Oh, no. They get the phone call. Oh, no. So the boyfriend picks up the phone as it was his number that was listed for the for the dog. Oh, no. He answers hello quickly, and the voice on the other end of the line just says, ding dong. That's never good. Unless it's like a hostess ding dong. Yeah, that would be good. That's better. So without telling his girlfriend what was said, he hurried to the front door and looked out the windows. He saw nobody there. So he looks again. There's still no one there. Then he decides it's safe to open the door a little. Once he does, he sees a small box. Oh, no. I'll leave out some of the gory details here, but you're going to ask what's in the box. But let's just say he found a part of this uh, missing uh, puppy. What part? No! The head. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> leaving Jake. out the gory details. You just gave the gory details. Yeah, we just lost the animal lovers. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So it was it's pretty messed up, honestly, for sure. Um, but I'm not even done. Goodness. So, uh, Well, if we come this far, like we got to see it till its end. Uh, yeah, ignore that. So yeah, the couple is horrified, obviously. The cops come by. The neighbors notice that 
the cop cars and are there and all that. And the story made the local news, but nothing really happened after that. Until. Until? The calls keep coming, right? So he's not done. It took a few weeks, but they continued. Only this time, instead of breathing, there would be the sound of a little bell. Mm. Most likely, they think it's the bell that's from the dog's collar. That's messed up. <clears throat> okay, so this harassment uh, happens again for a few more weeks. And then one day, the boyfriend never makes it home from work. Now, not on the first day, the second day, or the third oh, day. Oh, come on. Oh, yes. So the girlfriend fears the worst, of course, and the police are involved, and there's a search for the boyfriend after a few days, but still, there is nothing. Remember, this is true crime. Was that on purpose? I wasn't just imagining that then. No, well, that's, that's not me, guys. I'm just... Anyway, regardless, super creepy timing. Okay, I feel like I should stop the story there. Joel's had enough, I can tell. Plus, I don't think you guys will beat my story, and I feel bad. No, you don't. You gotta finish the story, man. You've already started it. I mean, really, you guys can't keep up with this anyway, and it's about to get next level. So, I mean, it really <laughs> writes itself at this point. Two months go by, and the girl no longer wants to live at the house, and, I mean, he doesn't show up. I wouldn't want to live at the house either. So she moves home with her mom and still hopes that one day, of course, that she'll hear from her boyfriend who has vanished. Now, even with the incredible amount of questions, she'd be grateful if he just showed up one day or even called or whatever, right? So her phone rings, okay? No. Yes. Yeah, her phone rings. Oh, maybe it's him. But no. Ding dong. I had a feeling. I hate these feelings, but I had a feeling. Okay, so she goes ballistic, right? She just points at the door. She's freaking out because she's seriously still traumatized from the dock, right? Her mom tries to calm her down, but eventually she answers the door. And there on the porch again is the box. Okay, we'll stop there. And I will not ask what's in the box. That's a good lesson to learn from, from history. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you get it. So... There were more official reports about the crime and all that, but that's all I could find about her, okay? And if they ever found the murderer, stalker guy. Well, that was horrible. Uh, thanks, Jake. Uh, I never want to hear a tiny bell again. Uh, yeah, that's that's my intention. It's to make you afraid of bells, tiny ones. Well, thank you, Jacob. You know I'm going to have to research this entire story and like ruin an entire evening feeling miserable, right? You don't have to, Joel. Curse my curiosity, Kent. He can't resist it, Kent. <laughs> okay. That was a good story. I feel like there's a little bit we left on the table, but we're keeping it family friendly. Are you guys ready for my story? I don't know if you can follow my other true crime story, but go, go ahead. Go for it, Kent. It's all you. All right, Joel, I'd like to apologize about the story in advance. It's not quite Parents Guide approved. Jacob already assured that my kids won't be listening to this episode, so have at it. But not too much. Okay, I'll, I'll do my best. <clears throat> on a dark and stormy night. In fact, just like tonight. <laughs> Save it for our campfire story podcast. I love that we're basically telling these horrible true stories as if they're scary stories to tell in the dark. It's how we were raised, Joel. Plus, we're new to the true crime podcast world. Honestly, I find true crime so fascinating. White women love it. But they are the principal victims in these stories. I, I always wonder if it's to give them a little more preparedness, just in case a nightmare scenario happens to them. But a big part of me thinks that maybe they try to put themselves in the shoes of the creeper and to see what happens in someone's mind to make them such an aggressor. Like your dating life, am I right? <laughs> they should just ask me, right? You know, your creeper shoes are huge. They probably trip in them if they try to use them. <laughs> okay. So with that being said, I found a recent story. Let me bring it down. That switches things up a bit. This story actually takes place in Colorado. 
I found this article on the website for the Fort Collins Coloradoan. The Colorado what? Say that ten times yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear that. <laughs> Go for it, Jacob. Coloradoan, Coloradoan, Colorado. <laughs> okay, we get it. This article is actually just three months old. The case hasn't even had a chance to go cold yet. So what happened? This is the story of the Scream Queen. Sounds tacky enough. I'll bite. So I had to do some digging online, and I definitely did more research than the article I mentioned. So now you guys and the listener get the benefit of my wasted time. Mm -hmm. Ooh, bacon sale. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll mention what was described in the news article, but that's supplemented by things on um, Reddit. Nah. <laughs> Did you say Reddit? Like, the source for true crime, Kent. <laughs> okay, bear with me. It only adds to the crime in that article, though honestly, the story is so full of cliches that I wouldn't believe it if it weren't for a number of the witnesses. Sounds like this one doesn't have a lot going for it so far. Just wait. Oh, I... Uh... Okay, guys, I really hate to do this to you right now. I gotta run. I told my wife that if she needs me for any reason tonight, I could hurry home. And that's her on the phone there? Yeah. The, the phone you forgot to turn off? Yep. Uh, that I probably shouldn't have left on the table, but I had to because I had to know what was going on. I'm that's really true. sorry. It makes uh, sense. Uh, Kent, if you will, if you need to just cut my story out so you don't have to explain where I went, that's fine. Uh, and like I said, I'm really sorry, guys. Um, I say a prayer for you guys tonight, though, so you don't get too scared. <laughs> it's fine, Jacob. You gotta do what you gotta do. All right, uh, just in case, I do have Zach waiting in the wings, so... You do? Oh my gosh, thank heaven. That's so that's so good. Okay, let me let me know how the show turns out. Good luck. Um, don't make Zach cry like the last three episodes. Uh, I, I really think he's had enough. Uh, love you guys. So with Jacob gone, do we have to wait till Zach gets here, or...? No, he's literally in the other room. Yeah? Hey, Zach! Hi, plan, plan B. Hi. We, we need your help. I'm always here. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you come from? Hey, I was just in the neighborhood of the Bacon Cave. Thought I'd drop by. Very convenient. You can't clue you in on what the show's about. Not only that, but I brought a story myself. You Perfect. see, I'm prepared. What can I say? Okay, but before we get back to the show mode, do you guys need a break at all? I'm good if you guys are good. Zach, you good? Uh, Tinkle's taken care of. We're good. <laughs> okay, well, I just started my story, so this is actually perfect timing. Okay. So this article is from a few short months back. Like I said, it's still an open case, but the situation is very mysterious. Very mysterious. The article is mostly about a guy named Sam Watson. So just remember his name, Sam Watson. I'm going to be reading a few names, okay. but he is the center of this certain story. So I got to keep track of names now? No, just him. Okay. Just Sam Watson. I only do score. So he is in his late 20s, and this one particular weekend, he was house-sitting for some friends. And get this, it's a deluxe cabin in a lush forest. Ooh, a cabin in the woods, you say? Exactly. So the article reads... Another person, Tanner Phillips, one of the party attendees, states that there wasn't anything unusual about the night at this cabin in the woods. He actually thought that Mr. Watson was the owner of the house at this party and just wanted to bring everyone around for drinks and to get away from life for an evening. It turns out, life was about to get away from some of them. Stop that. Did you just write that down? No. Was that written down? <laughs> Did you make that up? No, that's <laughs> quote marks around that. That's legitimately in the article, and I'm judging it too. <laughs> Mr. Phillips continues, Everyone was settling into the party. There's music playing, some people drunkenly dancing, and just like that, the power goes out. I mean, you weren't kidding about cliches. Mm. Thankfully, Sam knows where the generator is, so it doesn't take long before things are back to normal. A few of the partygoers all confirm that the party continued a bit longer, but then recall a moment happening that stopped the gathering and made everyone's blood go cold. And in quotes, another mm. member of the party, Becca Harris, stated that somewhere in the distance, we could all hear a high-pitched scream. Hmm. It seemed slow and guttural at first, and maybe not everyone heard it because the music was playing pretty loud. 
but the scream got louder and higher as seconds passed. Everyone at the party stopped talking and looked out the back windows towards the sound in the distance. And just then, the scream disappeared. That's terrifying. I'm picturing like the windows from Parasite, just the big open windows looking at the right. woods or something like that. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. Well, some people at the party try to cover up the fear by saying it was probably the one typically late guy, me, usually, <laughs> who hadn't shown up yet and that you he was... late. I know, right? <laughs> Is that a thing? And, and that this guy was probably messing around with them. So that explanation seemed to do the job because the party continued. But the article goes on. Sam's girlfriend, Sarah James, recalls that Sam was a bit nervous and wanted to make sure things were fine, considering he felt he was responsible for the place and everyone there. Miss Harris says, I asked him not to go, but he told me his phone had a flashlight and plenty of service. He said he'd be fine. Becca Harris follows up by saying Sam was gone for about 10 minutes. And by this time, Sam's girlfriend had a bunch of people huddled around her trying to calm her down and saying that Sam probably just met up with a guy who wasn't there yet. It was then we heard it again. A scream. It sounded like a woman's scream, but they couldn't tell for sure. It might have been an animal. Because animal screams sound like humans. Yeah, well, yeah, that's some right. animals right. do. When it does, it's like, terrifying. What, goats? <laughs> rabbits? <laughs> goats and rabbits, specifically. <laughs> and goats are terrifying. That's true. So, well, according to them, it did sound like a human scream, and they weren't sure what it was, really. But the rest of the article describes what happened for the rest of the night. Many guests at the party consoled Miss James and remarked that Mr. Watson and the missing party guest had decided to have fun at everyone's expense, and they probably just got drunk and left. They wouldn't be able to give her the answer she was looking for, as everyone in the party also just decided to leave, not being able to enjoy the party atmosphere anymore. Sam never came back. Two days later, the Forest Service found the two men. Their tongues were cut out, and their throats we're slashed. Hello. Oh, Come on, man. Yeah, well. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Again, that's not the darkest you have ever gone on bacon sale, but it's pretty dang dark. And with that, it's now guaranteed that my kids won't be listening to this episode. You guys always wanted to do bacon sale after dark, right? Not me, and definitely not this dark. I'm sorry, Joel. I just found the story to be so creepy. Plus, I'm not sure if any other podcast has talked about it yet. I definitely plan to give an update to this story on a pagan bit if more news comes out. Yeah, hopefully they catch a scream queen soon. It's creepy stuff, man. So, my turn next? You thought I'd be done that fast? No, just hoping. So the story itself is just mysterious and the crime was never solved. It keeps going? Yeah, oh, it's still going. <laughs> oh, and even as horrific stops. as it was, there hasn't been much follow-up. So leave it to the weirdos on Reddit to create an entire subreddit dedicated to the story. And the background. Dang it, Kent, there's a background? You know I'm going to end up researching this. <laughs> Hashtag curse his curiosity. You know, Joel, I'll save you some work. Much of the page is dedicated to who or what everyone believes committed these murders. Did you say what committed these murders? Oh, yes, my friend. What? There's no real legal name known because no one has ever caught it. But one Redditor claimed they saw something creepy walking around the woods around the time of the murders. No one has fact-checked this guy. Because it's Reddit. Yeah, it's Reddit. But people have definitely believed him and started coming up with, now get this, fan art and some fan fiction oh, reddit the place where decency goes to die the description of this person or thing is as follows the scream queen and i do believe the term fits because it seems female was mostly shrouded in a dark cloak of some sort but i saw wiry arms sticking out from tattered sleeves i also saw longer hair but you couldn't tell if it was dark or gray she seemed to walk away with a lightness but with a purpose towards something she didn't even seem to notice or care that i was there I yelled to ask her if she was lost or needed help before I realized what I'd done. Why would you do that? I know. This is him saying it. I would never do this. It was like I didn't mean to, but she kept on going on her way. 
I don't believe in witches in the classical sense, but I've seen enough movies to know that this person skulking around in the forest is what they were making those movies about. So if someone just wrote that and it picked up steam, like no one, no cops questioned the person about this possible witness report? You know, he claims he called the story in, but it didn't seem to have enough to do with the crime in question. And yeah, from that description alone, people went wild with their art. There are countless charcoal drawings of an obscured figure with a sinister woman's face showing as she holds a knife in one hand and what seems to be a tongue Aww. in the other. I'm, once again, sorry. Ugh. Some of the art has her just wearing eyes or tongues and, or noses as charms. It's just gross. It, wait, didn't the article say that she cut out the tongues? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, no article would ever write about murder in that way. They just mentioned the alleged murders, but someone found the bodies before calling the cops, and they apparently told someone who posted that he saw them without their tongues, and their throats were also cut. Sounds completely credible. Naturally. Uh, and people believe that this forest witch is the one who killed Sam and the other guy? Yep, and not only that, they don't think she's the one screaming. Oh. They think she causes her victims to scream as she cuts out their tongues. Oh, oh. moving on. Did I cross the line? I think I crossed the line. <laughs> um, Joel, I can, I can probably edit that out. Yeah, maybe keep the creepy but lose the gore. I don't want to turn people off. Uh, I'm so glad Jake isn't here to comment about my dating life right now. <laughs> okay, I'll go next. I'm so excited. Don't get too excited, Kent. Mine ventures more into cursed territory. Cruise. Oh, hi, Cruise. Hi, Cruise. Hi, buddy. Are you here to protect us from getting creeped up by forest witches? Clearly he is. Uh, he just sneezed on my legs. Uh, Thanks, Cruise. <laughs> Good job, Cruise. Don't worry, guys. I'll just like cut this out. So, Joel, are you just going to like share the story up front and you want us to react? Or do you want to share it and have us like interject a bunch? Uh, it's fine if you want to speak up. Just make sure it doesn't ruin the flow of the mystery. Okay, mm -hmm. deal, deal. Okay, Cruise. Back upstairs. Bye, Cruise. Here you go, buddy. Okay, Joel, when you're ready. Three, two, one. Imagine, if you will, the feeling of being watched, but not just that, but the feeling of being watched over, being protected by something or someone. You have no control of what happens around you, but a force interferes to make sure you're right where you need to be. Joel, you should do this for a living. <laughs> or at least a once-a-week hobby. <laughs> Gentlemen, the mystery I present to you today was pulled from a credible article online. This isn't from hey, Reddit or Creepypasta. Okay. <laughs> the variations of the story have been created and based on what I'm about to share. The one thing these stories don't seem to realize, though, is that truth is sometimes stranger than fiction. Jennifer Wallace, known to her friends and remaining family as Jenny, survived a 37-car pileup in a massive freeway accident just five years ago. Now, before you wonder if this sounds like the plot of the movie Unbreakable, I'd urge you to keep listening and see how strange the whole story is. That's the one with James McAvoy, right? Stop it, Zach. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll get back to that accident in just a bit, but first, let's jump back a couple decades. And just to add some credibility to the story, I'll be summarizing this from a podcast series she did after so many strange occurrences prompted her to start sharing her uncommon story. You don't actually listen to other podcasts, do you, Joel? How I dare you? So many. <laughs> At 10 years old, she recalls that her family, uh, meaning her parents and her brother, went to a county fair where she recounts she was more excited about the food than anything else. She had been looking forward to getting an ice cream cone, as was the family tradition at the end of the fair. But when, they, when she got there at the beginning, though, she really wanted it just like right when they first got there. Her parents didn't want to give it to her. And as kids tend to do sometimes, she started to throw a tantrum. Just then, a stranger walked over to them from the ice cream stands with a fresh ice cream cone and two scoops and hands it to Jenny. Nice, but weird. Now, that doesn't happen to you? No, you know? I wish. Now, she looks back on the moment, and she's sure her parents were probably a little weirded out by a stranger giving ice cream to their kid, but she was allowed to eat it. And honestly, I think the parents were just happy that it quieted her down. Then a few minutes later, her family was walking over to one of the rides. She was young, remember, but her brother begged their dad if he could take her on a ride called the Scream Queen. What? 
Excuse I me. Know. I know. Oh. I got the chills when you said that name earlier because of this story. <laughs> that, is, coming. that is a creepy coincidence. <laughs> Anyways, her dad agreed that she could go on the ride, but that he'd be going too, just to make her feel a little more safer about it. So she, her brother, and her dad were in the line. And just before they were about to get on the ride, a scoop of her ice cream, part of her ice cream, fell down and smeared on her shirt. And she remembers mm -hmm. losing it, just freaking out and crying uncontrollably. The, the ride attendant was staring at the family. The dad knew that Jenny wasn't going to be able to ride uh, at this state. Like she was just kind of, a, you know, overly emotional. So her dad comforted her and then said he and her brother were still going to go on the ride and she can go back and they were going to make sure the ride was safe first. So she stayed back with her sister and mom. She says that she was so focused on losing her lost ice cream and her sticky shirt that she didn't see what happened when it happened. But she said she'll always remember hearing the bending, screeching sound of metal and then large parts of the ride falling to the ground. And she'll never forget the screaming that followed. Jeez, uh, this is horrific. Please tell me it wasn't. The sounds of it, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. she can, So okay, the whole point of her podcast is she combines her personal account of what happened with a news story that released at the time. And it's one of those examples of why people would never go on a carnival ride. But essentially, this ride is similar to the Samurai, a lagoon. You guys know that yep, one? Not Here in Utah? I hate it. Uh, there are pods that you strap yourself into. Inspections are done at the beginning and ending of every day at the fair, but this fateful day proved those safety checks weren't enough because several of the bolts snapped and three of these spinning rods spun off and landed on the metal arm of the ride, breaking it and whipping a pod 30 feet away. In oh. total, it killed seven riders, mm. two oh of those being her dad and her brother. Oh my gosh, like this really is after dark. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to drill on the grief in the aftermath. Please uh, no. Jenny did a whole episode about this fair experience on her podcast. Like, I'm a bit sad after this. Like, this honestly sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Wait, but what does this have to do with the car crash later? Oh, there's so much more. And <laughs> oh, really, it could great. be its own show, but I'll, I'll give the listener the cliff notes. Without making them want to jump off a cliff, please. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> So Jenny and her remaining family went on with life as they knew it, and she didn't realize her life was anything unique until later. But there are a variety of events that couldn't be ignored. Let's jump two years later when Jenny was 12. She and a friend were playing at a school park just a couple blocks from her friend's house, and she remembers a man standing on the like the outside, the exterior of the ground. She wasn't, okay. He wasn't on the school, but he's like out just outside of it, hmm. just walking back and forth around the perimeter of the school. And he wasn't like watching them. That's good. Like not creepily watching them, but he, in fact, he tried to almost like hide his face from them, like stay out of their view. Hmm. But they noticed him. Yeah. Uh, but it looked like he was watching the surrounding streets, like as if he were guarding, like uh, like Buckingham Palace. Kind of, without sure. the fur hats, though. <laughs> Very still. Uh, but it creeped them out. And then suddenly this guy just runs away up the street as if he were chasing something or someone. And so they're like, okay, this is our moment. So as soon as he was out of sight, they, Jenny grabbed her friend and they started running the other way back towards her house. And That's they only it. made it like a couple blocks before an old sedan like pulled right in front of him. And an old man and woman jumped out and tried to snatch the girls. Uh, Jenny's friend was able to get away, but they got Jenny. Well, this took a turn. Oh, my word. Jenny's luck. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Wait, so who was that guy? Like the guy watching the street, the one that took off. Is he the same guy? Was he in the sedan? No. In, in fact, she remembers as the kidnappers were driving away with her in the backseat, she saw the man, the, the lurker guy, mm -hmm. was actually chasing the car and yelling at them. And the kidnappers looked really freaked out by it. So this guy, did he then like call the cops right after? Like, who was he? No one knows. He was long what? gone before the cops talked to Jenny's friend and started searching around. And so this is Jenny on the podcast telling the story of her own kidnapping? Yes, so, so clearly she made it out fine, but it's how she got away that makes it strange. Go on. Mm -hmm. She was kept in some grungy basement, tied up for about three days. Mm. This couple didn't seem entirely sure about what they, what they were going to do with her, 
but they fought about it all the time. In fact, she remembers like hearing their arguments through the walls. In fact, the third day she was there, she remembers hearing a huge argument. She heard glass breaking and something or someone hitting the wall hard. It seemed like an all-out brawl going on upstairs. But as quickly as the commotion started, it stopped. Jenny waited and listened carefully for a few minutes, when suddenly the sound of the smoke alarm going off Hmm. cut through the sentence. So she smelled burning and realized that the floor above her was on fire and smoke started to fill the basement. The worst luck. And so she's freaking out, can't get out, and then she hears sirens approaching, but she describes feeling woozy and seeing the door to the basement burst open. Just she's passing out. She sees firemen coming in to get her. Oh, oh, sorry, guys. I, that was such a jake. I didn't mean to leave my <laughs> phone by the mic. So I'll just, I'll just toss it aside. Well, now you got to tell us who the text is from. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, hold on. Hold yeah. on. Uh, let's see. I'll just open up my screen. Ladies, says, ladies. <laughs> actually, it says unknown number, and that's never shady. They still have like star six seven. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. It's probably about your uh, car's extended warranty. Oh, go. This, no, seriously, guys. Look at this. This is, this is gross. The text says, ding, ding dong. dong. Ooh, that's not good. Why an unknown number like reaching out to my phone? Do we dare? This is clearly a setup, but should we? I hate to say it, but let's go check the door. Okay. But let's all go together to have safety in numbers, okay? So we're taking a break? Okay, let's go upstairs. Yeah, let's go check it out. sending a text if you're not going to like, follow through. I think you're missing something. Yeah. What? There's a package on the table. Oh, I, I just got the chills. Open it. Open it. I'm not going to open it. You open it. Neither am I. No chance. No, you too. I'll take care of it. Hold on. Oh, it's heavy. I don't think this is a good thing. Okay. I've almost got it. And uh, okay. It, it's a cake. It, it's cake. It's a cake. And not a disembodied head. That is a relief. <sighs> well, there's a message in the frosting. Jacob Twist gotcha. Oh, my uh, gosh. Jacob Twist, <laughs> like, for real. Seriously? Like, I'm not going to lie. I feel like we all kind of saw this coming. Did he just doorbell ditch us upstairs? I'm just happy Jacob didn't actually include a head to improve his Jacob joke. Oh, jeez. Wait, so that's why he took off so fast? Like, he's clearly been planning to leave. Like, he's been planning this for a while. It's a solid effort, and it may have taken a few years off of my life, but I'll definitely enjoy eating this when we're done. Anyways, Joel, back to your story. Okay, so Jenny has been cursed, or blessed, we're not quite sure, but she was just rescued from a burning house where she was being held captive. Jeez, like, I like that I know that she made it out just fine, but I was still very nervous for her. In that particular episode, she describes finding out how firefighters responded so quickly. Apparently, they got a call about a possible domestic disturbance which led them to the fire. The caller had told them that they could hear screaming coming from the basement windows. Wait, was she screaming for help? No, that's the thing. Her mouth was covered in duct tape for most of the time. What? She believes the caller said this so the firefighters would immediately go downstairs when they got there. Oh, that's a pretty crazy childhood. She's got some pretty bizarre luck, if you could even call it that. That's just it. Her podcast is called Jenny the Jinx, based on a moniker that, that followed her even until now. Throughout her life, she's managed to avoid accidents ranging from random to potentially life-threatening. For example? Taking the right track while backcountry skiing and avoiding a small avalanche based on the advice from a random skier at the top of the mountain, for example. Two other skiers died in that one. 
Once she was on a hike and decided to cool off at a discreet swimming hole. She was about to jump off a giant rock and slipped and hit her head on the way down. Oh, jeez. She was, she was unconscious before she even hit the water. Okay. But when she woke up, she was laying by the side of the lake as if she had been pulled back from the water and no one else was around. Uh, she might be the most accident-prone person I've ever heard of. How is she not dead yet? Is, that's, this, is this a Final Destination movie? <laughs> it seems like <laughs> that's the question. Like That's the a theme of her entire series is why. So it sounds like accidents follow her wherever she goes, but what does she say about like that someone protecting her? Like that's what I'm curious about. Like is that what's going on? Because it seems like someone, or specifically the person with the ice cream, or guarding the school grounds, has always stepped in to warn her or like rescue her. I don't want to spoil anything because you really should listen to the series. But I can say that even she's not entirely sure why this is all happening to her. Didn't you mention a 37 car pile up? Yes, 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 yes. So she'd been living in the state of protection for decades and she's feeling frustrated and, and feels like predestination or something that she has no independence to make her own choices. So on the day of the car accident, she has a job interview in the city that she'd been preparing for. Pretty excited, you know, really excited to get this job. Makes sense. So she got an early start because she wanted to get there with plenty of time to spare, but her car wouldn't start. So then she decided to take her boyfriend's car. Her boyfriend? I mean, coming from my angle, like it would be a tough call to date someone known as Jenny <laughs> the Jinx. That's just it. So she had bad luck. Follow her, or should I say those around her. So not many people stick around. Yeah. Anyway, her boyfriend's car wouldn't start either. So she panicked about missing the interview, but she was determined to get to the city in time. So she texted her neighbor that, that lived across the street and asked if she could borrow their car. Her neighbor said yes. Jenny ran over and she told him she'd fill up the gas tank and all that. And by dinner, like, you know, make an arrangement that way. As you do. But as soon as she started the car, her phone dinged and she had a text message. And the sender was unknown and the text just said, don't drive today. So the foreboding warning was nothing new to Jennifer. Based on her previous experience, she knew it was the best idea to listen. However, she really needed to get to this interview, and she didn't want to be tacky and try to reschedule it. She should reschedule. Yeah. What's that? You hear that? Huh. That was weird. Huh. I didn't hear Did that. you hear that in the thing? No. Oh. No, I didn't hear. Uh-uh. Okay. Wait, so... She went against the text, I'm guessing. That's exactly what she did. She just felt confident that luck was going to be on her side no matter what. So she's on the freeway, hoping to get there early enough and try to not feel too much stress about the interview. But she heard the all-too-familiar sound of crunching metal and the sound of brakes skidding on the ground. Mm -hmm. A truck about 200 feet in front of her was carrying large cinder blocks and it lost a tire. And one of a big, huge chunk of the cinder block came flinging off the truck and started bouncing right for her car and she was not going to be able to stop in time or get out of the way. But then? But then a bus swerved right in front of her and hit the front corner of her car knocking her off the freeway. Zach, you weren't kidding. This really is like Final Destination. It feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Except much better. Um, <laughs> They're good. It's really. She said her head was a bit hazy after the accident, but she remembers seeing lights and hearing sirens. And there's so much more I could go on about the story, but I want to make sure you guys got some time as well. Well, don't stop it there. I mean, you heard me. I talked for like 15 minutes. Well, the rest is, is kind of sad. I mean, she survived, which is good, but it was a 37 car pileup. With 23 fatalities. Like people keep dying around Those her. odds are okay. <laughs> Zach! <laughs> I mean, you guys should hear her tell her story. She's not even grateful she survived. She knew she wasn't supposed to drive that day because of the text telling her not to. So she blames herself for what happened in the accident. She doesn't even know why or how this guardian angel keeps saving her life. It's actually the reason why she does the podcast. She, I mean, she likes to listen and all, but she wants to find the person who's protecting her and wants them to come forward and just explain why and figure out how they do what they do when tragedy is about to strike. Did you guys just hear that? What the heck was that? Farmington, am I right? 
This, I mean, this had Jeez. to happen. We were recording a spooky <sighs> show. Oh, for sure. Like, couldn't have been better timing on that one. Jeez, I got the chills again. Should we go out and check and see what's going on? Like, I, oh, okay, okay. I mean, Jake already delivered the cake, right? Like, let's not give him the satisfaction of us going out to see, like, who screamed. He's probably waiting with this camera and, like, hoping to scare us once we leave. So, Zach, maybe we'll yeah, move on to you. Is that keep, okay? Let's just keep going. Just keep I, don't, going. I don't want to go out there. So, okay. do you have your story? Yes, yes. Mine, compared to you guys, obviously, mine's much shorter, but... Uh, I've always pushed for shorter episodes. We're, we're never going to get there. But. Zach, our average time has actually gone up since you've been here in Bacon Cell? Uh, yeah, I, I, it, it has. Anyway, so as you guys know, I'm kind of the new kid when it comes to horror. Um, I do, however, love Halloween. I love the candy and the treats that go along with it, and I've always gone to Halloween parties. I've dressed up even when it's not Halloween. It's it's an actor. Zach, it, considering you're a theater yeah. kid, like we're not surprised by the dress. <laughs> I know, I know. Well... What I'm trying to say is that I celebrate Halloween a little differently. I don't love scary movies as much. Which is fine, and your training is currently underway. You're somewhere between phase two and three. There's no need to rush. I I definitely won't be rushing to watch any of these scary movies by myself. Oh, this is perfect for background ambiance. Like, I hope the listener can actually hear this to the recording. I hope so. Okay, so other than scary movies, you want to know the other thing I don't do? Bobbing for apples? Yes, but that's just PTSD because of the whole braces thing. (laughs) I don't do haunted houses. Now, Zach, when you say haunted houses, do you mean like hunting for ghosts in an abandoned mansion or? No, 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 like um, spook alleys. You know, they they open mm -hmm. up for a month every year. They're basically just drama kids in blacklight costumes that try and reach out and scare me. (laughs) You know you're a drama kid, right? Yeah. But I smell better, okay? Oh, no. Yeah. Now, Zach, there are rules about going to haunted houses. Like, first of all, you should always go with a short girl. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I don't know if I should say this on the show. These, <laughs> it's one of my tricks. Uh, these weirdos always go for the short girls. Good heavens. If Jacob were here, he had a field day with that Thank comment. goodness he's not. Nope. They only need to see me jump in fright one time, and then they know I'm the mark. <laughs> but anyways, uh, that's the story I'm getting oh, into. Hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. It's not about me, thankfully, uh, but it has taken place over the last decade. Some people even think it's connected to a lesser-known crime that happened in Utah in the mid-90s. Ooh, what? Tell us about that first. Well, apparently, and this was well before my time, there was an old haunted house called Alien Encounters. Oh, I remember that one. Alien Encounters. Alien Encounters. Alien Encounters. (laughs) Alien Encounters. (laughs) There's a song? It was like a rap they played on the radio. There's a song, and you know it. There's nothing less scary than a rap. Alien Encounters. That's pretty scary to hear you say. Alien Encounters. I'm going to try to find that for the closing track, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Good. So actually, I know a little bit about this. I never went to this one, Joel. Did okay. you? Yes. Oh, you did? I believe I did. Because it's been shut down for like 20 years. Yes. Yeah. I'm old. And I'm pretty sure they tore down the house, right? Yes, it's gone. Uh, yes. Uh, and forgive me, because like I said, this is well before my time. Uh, but there is a reason it was shut down. The details are scarce, but apparently someone had gone through the house and walked out and passed out right at the exit. Allegedly, they had been injured pretty badly while going through the house. Hmm. There's not much I could find out about it, uh, about what happened after. But some people claim that the shutdown of the spook alley was tied to that story. So keep that in mind. These are just rumors I found on old forums. Oh, and forums. No, oh, forums. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I got a hard time about a story from Reddit. Forums are what happened before so Reddit. So someone got injured at a haunted house, and that's your story. That's what your story's about? Uh, yes and no. Um, yeah. So the lead-in is that I find it crazy 
that so many thousands of people are willingly going into haunted houses through dark rooms with odd people and consider themselves to have right? guaranteed safety. Yeah, I've always found it fascinating that yeah. people will go into rooms purposely like that, that mess with your balance or put mm-hmm. you in the pitch black so you run into stuff. And then people go there for fun. I mean, granted, I love going. I was at Castle of Chaos right, for like one night. Right. Uh, and it surprises me how many we just don't hear all of the mishaps that happened. Well, allow me to tell you about the mishaps that have been connected. Ten years ago in Indiana, a popular haunted house was having one of the busiest nights ever. It was the weekend before Halloween, and the line for this haunted house called the Dark Nest went around the block. <laughs> the Dark Nest. I yeah, like that. Spooky pretty birds. Yeah. Well, you know how loud these places get, right? There's the loud music, the haunted house effects, guests screaming, employees screaming. It's insane. Right. So no one noticed the screams of one guest or even questioned where she disappeared to. She was with a group of friends, and they all shuffled together toward the the next room, most of them with their heads down. Well, apparently, they walked through a room where a farmer that looked like he had been through like a rotary tiller Mm. sat in front of a dilapidated barn. He jumped out and scared them, and most retreated, but he caught one. Even the next group of guests didn't know what had happened. They just thought it was strange that a young college girl was slumped over in a chair in front of the barn door. They didn't notice the fatal wound. Zach, that's horrible. Why are you sharing this story? I mean, I might, I probably won't be able to go to haunted houses ever again without thinking of this. You're still going to go to them though, right? Yes, but I'll be scared. Me too. Because I mentioned this is a (laughs) continuing thing. They clearly never caught the... The heck, did power just go out? Yeah, the storm was worse than I thought, actually. Has this ever happened during a show? Not while recording, no. Did we lose everything, or are we, go- are we okay? No, like, I can see my screen. Like, my laptop still has power. GarageBand shows them. It's still picking up, like, our sound waves. Uh, Mixer obviously has no power. It's getting nothing. Check, check, check. Yeah, I'm getting nothing on the mics. Um, the show's not a total loss, though. Like, I- you can still save it. Like, yeah, let me just wait this out a bit. I'm sure we'll come back on soon. Okay. Well, you don't think that shit. Uh, you don't think Jake a power box this, do you? Well, wait, you think Jake actually like cut the power? Like, like flip the box, you know what I mean? I know, like he loves his pranks, but like I don't think he'd actually like mess with our actual recording. Plus, like with the cake and the doorbell dips, like he already got us. So send him a text yeah. or something, just see if he got home safe. Like, well, you can say, yeah, just check and see if he got home safe, and then we can see how he reacts. Yeah, hold on, I have like one bar, but let me text him real quick. Okay. uh... Just send it. Um, it's just taking its time sending over. Like I said, it's not a lot of service. I'm sure it will, though. You know, in a way, I hope that Jacob is messing with us because then we can actually finish the show. And I just want to hear the rest of your stories. Well, Save for the show, though. Save for the show. <laughs> I'm surprised you never heard of these, Joel. They seem right up your alley. Well, once you we know about alien encounters. <laughs> alien encounters. <laughs> no, once you finish the show, though, if we can, I'll, I'll research it for you. Oh, okay. Okay. He actually just texted me back. Let me see. Wow. Seriously. Like, this guy doesn't quit. And this is from Jake's phone. It says all it's like, look at the text. Yeah. All it says is ding dong. Again. Yeah. Like, uh, obviously, the last time we got the message, it was from unknown. Not sure why it'd be so obvious this time around. You know, Jacob doesn't do tech very well. Sometimes. <laughs> Remember when he sent me a Google search results instead of the actual thing? <laughs> oh, look. Is the power on? Ooh. Oh, hold good. on. Um, perfect power. You know, let's let's continue with your story and hope we finish soon, just because like the storm's still getting recording. pretty bad. Did you, did you, is it still recording? Uh, yeah, it looks like it actually. Yeah, can I just get a quick sound check from you yep. guys? Uh, Ray Parker Jr. sued Huey Lewis and the news. Uh, what are you watching? I thrust my fist against the post, but still insist I see the ghost. Yep, levels are back to normal. Did Sounds great. Guys, did you guys hear that? Huh? I, I could have sworn I heard someone answer Zach's question. I mean, that that freaked me out. A little <laughs> bit. I can't wait till we go back and post and hear it. Okay, okay. well. Until then, Zach, where were you? <clears throat> okay. 
So they never catch this guy, the the scarred farmer or, or whoever he was. But he was the only one that didn't seem to be part of the cast. Some of the other employees even told the news that they had asked this guy if he was going to take his break during his shift. And he didn't even look up or acknowledge the questions or anything. They just assumed he was one of those people that like way too into character. Apparently he was. So the very next year, the same sort of thing happens. Only this time, it didn't happen in Indiana. It happened in Oregon. Mm -hmm. The venue was called the Cutter's Corn Maze. And I say it was because after someone gets killed in a spook alley, it's going to be shut down for good. Well, yeah. I mean, are those the only details you have about it, though? No, um, but I will uh, clean up the messy details for Joel. Thank you. And for the listener. Well, mostly Joel. And for the listener. (laughs) And Joel. Uh, But know that it is horrifying. Uh, if any of you want to look at it, okay? Uh, So a group of older teenagers were being pretty loud as they were lost in the maze, and the loudest guy among them said he was just going to cut through the maze. Uh, He told the rest of the group that he'd go to the overlook and then tell them which way to go. Uh, As soon as he figured out the way, he'd go warm up the car. So he breaches the walls of the cornstalk as the rest of the group travels in the set paths to find the end. So it took him another 40 minutes to reach the end without their friend telling them the way. So the other guys in the group were going to just let him have it, thinking he'd be in the car waiting, but he wasn't there. And where was he? They found him the next day in the thick of the cornstalks, but he had been bludgeoned Ooh. and buried up to his torso. Oh, I really hate the word bludgeoned. You, you know where I'm going here. One year later. Uh, Kent, that sounds like Cruz just got out. Oh, please no. Like, I hope not. My sister's going to kill me. Um, Hold on, guys. I'll be right back. This can't be Jake again, right? Yeah, this is going to be extra even for Jacob. Hold yeah. On, let's see what Kent says. Cruz! 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 Oh, my gosh! No! No! No, no! 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 Kent! Kent! What's going on? Hey! Hey, is Cruz Okay. What's going on? Seriously, whoa, dude, whoa. what's going on? What's going Guys, on? <laughs> it's Jake. He's on the doorstep. He's dead. What? Dead? I mean, are you sure? Did you check him? I'll grab my phone. I'm calling 911. Don't, don't call 911 yet. Nothing's working. I have no service. My calls aren't getting through. Kent, Joel, check your phones. I, nothing. I don't got any bars. Kent, what? seriously. Are you, don't, don't do this, man. That's not cool. Guys, I, I, I think we should all go check on him. I, I'm not gonna go alone again. Please, please come with me. Fine. Okay. okay. Here we go. Where? Where? No, it's no. I don't think it's a print, you guys. It's not funny, because you make us all worry about it. He's going to call 911. What's it's a fake phone call? It didn't even work. I swear. But if, he's, if he was there, how is he gone? Like, where did he go? I don't I don't know. I, I'm not lying to you. Like, I saw him. I, I swear. I swear to you. Like, he was... Guys, you should have seen him. He was crumpled. You sure it was him? It, it was him. He was right Kent, by the front Kent, door. Kent, Kent, Kent. I, I feel the need to ask for, for both of us. So please be honest. Are you and Jake putting us up to this? What? Uh, I get it. It's probably uh, even funny, but 
are you and Jake building on some sort of grander prank and want to scare Joel and I? If so, it's working, okay? But cut it out. Can, I mean, seriously, this, this whole true crime episode was your idea. Is this really some stunt just to get Zach and I? No, you, you guys, I mean, like, if, if you saw what I saw, if you saw Jake like that, you know I wasn't trying to trick you. Like, we're in serious danger. Did you guys hear that? We're not we're not alone here. Like we need to do something. I need you to focus, okay? Just stick with me here. When you saw Jacob, or what you thought was Jacob, did you check his pulse? I mean, how can you even be sure that he was dead? Maybe you weren't working with him. Maybe this is all part of him trying his hardest to scare us in a storm like this. I mean, there couldn't be a better environment for it. Yeah. I, I get it. Mm -hmm. You guys didn't see him. I don't think he would have just, like, walked away from that. But you're saying from the time you ran back downstairs until the time we all went there together, he's gone? I mean, he's, Jacob's not a small guy. You're saying he couldn't have walked, but you're saying someone picked him up and moved him? Yes. I mean, it's possible. Like, if it's possible, then we're in danger. Why aren't you guys listening to me? Can't, even if you were telling the truth, what is actually happening to here, Okay. We're supposed to believe that on a random night in October, the night we all decided to do a, a show about true crime, that Jacob's just going to prank us about his story, which I'm pretty sure he made up, and at the same time we're going to be stalked by something from your story that's real? Come on. When you spell it out like that, it does seem a little bit too on the nose. Do you think Jacob really is prepared that far? Come on, Kent. But, no. And sure, the storm is really fun and convenient environment, and honestly, the best setting for this kind of prank. I mean, you got lucky with that one. And now we're hearing someone laughing outside in the storm? Why would I set this up, Joel? Hey, this is this is clever. Uh, once we release the show, maybe the listener could probably enjoy the backstory, I think. I think it just kind of fell apart. Something about it just isn't convincing. I'm not saying it's Jake's acting, but as we all know, there's a lot to be desired in that category. Look, I just want to know who else you've got in on this joke. I mean, it's Emily... I heard a scream, and I know Jake doesn't have the ability to scream like that, even for a really good prank. The no. guy's not that good of an actor. I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, just give me a minute, please. Like, I don't know how to convince you. This is not my prank. You think I'd want to edit this mess? I just wanted a true crime story to test the waters and see what the listener would think about it. Like, that was it. That was, that was my idea. So you're saying you didn't plan this with Jake? No! You're not running your own prank on us now? No! That's what I'm saying, yes. We should have all known that Jake was going to have fun at our expense, but guys, you should have seen him. But we didn't. Okay, Kent, do you think there's a way that Jacob posed himself in that crumpled way on the porch and he's still messing with us right now? It's possible. It's possible, I guess. But his eyes, they were lifeless. His face was sagging. I don't think he can voluntarily bend his body that way. And he's gone now. He may even be listening to us from the outside. If we can hear laughing, then there's a good chance he can hear us panicking. Jake! Are you out there? Jake, I'm willing to say you got me. I'm completely embarrassed. We all are. Don't trick me. All of us have egg on our faces. Just come me. back and let's finish the show, please. Okay. This stopped being fun about five minutes ago. What was that? I think we should all just leave. With the power going out, this is insanity. I say we cut our losses and finish the show tomorrow night. Honestly, you're right. Let's just wrap this up for now, and Zach can finish this story tomorrow. We can record again. I yeah. mean, I mean, sure, we we can all leave. But that that sound, it was from upstairs, like right above. Like it sounded heavy. Like you guys, I you can leave. I can't leave. I'm responsible for crews. I have to wait for him to come back. And that's my cue. But 
Look, if this is a joke, it's a gross one. I think at the very least we should get the police here to give us some peace of mind. My phone still has nothing, but my car is, what, 30 feet away? I'm going to drive for a minute and then just call them, okay? Well, we can all huddle together and wait. Okay, Kent, I'll stay with you here. Uh, we got a locked door between us and whatever is going on upstairs. If someone is upstairs, it's best to just run to your car now and head out. I, I don't know. We know no one is supposed to go alone. It's like the third rule of horror movie survival. Watch me from the window, okay? Yes, it's raining, but you'll see most of the way. You'll definitely see me run to my car, turn it on, and take off once I get to it. Please hurry back. Be safe and get back here as soon as you can, Zach. I'll be right back. Don't finish that sentence, Zach. Alright, let's keep an eye on him. It shouldn't take too long. Please bless. Not quite to his car yet, but he just unlocked it. I bet he's so terrified right now. Or just trying to get out of the rain as fast as possible. Okay, he's in. Okay, let's just hope he gets back here as soon as he can. Do you just want to go upstairs and look together? No, let, let's stay here. It feels safe enough. I, I'd rather keep it that way. Joel, uh, do you think it's possible that this all happened tonight is because of this maybe the story i read about the scream queen yeah that her uh, whatever i i mean i get that jake was messing with this for a bit but i i still think something happened to him do you still have the article pulled up at this point it's mostly just internet commenters making their best guesses about her well, what are the some of the things they say well I'll go by some of the bullet points um i mentioned some people believe she's human and not really anything supernatural uh like the knife she's reported to carry right well, it sounds like she also picks people off like one by one instead of just going somewhere like that party. She could have just killed everyone, but just one by one instead of killing spree. So, I mean, you mentioned that she cuts out her victims' tongues, right? Like, how does she even have a chance to do that? If she's an old human woman, anyone could defend themselves. And why would she take tongues? Like, this is, it just doesn't seem plausible. Well, that's actually covered in like the next part of what I saw. Like, apparently, and this is maybe more supernatural, but her face is so hideous, people are basically frozen in place and. A lot of the new theories actually back up the fact that she's more supernatural than, than human. Like, some people say that she has sharp fingers mm -hmm. that actually cause the damage. And, and for the tongues, some people claim to have heard the voices of those she killed. Like, almost like she can like she can steal their voice. Yeah. And her name, Scream Queen, is like, she scream at the people when she stares at them, like, trying to scare them? Well, I think I mentioned this before, based on this, like, the scream's always different. It's not, they say it's not her scream, it's her victims. Like, she kills them cuts out their tongue uh, or eyes or whatever they report and they shriek in agony and apparently it's twofold like she does this obviously to harm someone kill them yeah but doesn't let others know that she's coming i just don't think this is the best idea for the show i mean i get we're trying to move away from talking about scary movies because we've done that a lot this month but this true crime stuff is just it doesn't fit it just it feels a bit off i mean i love being scared but only when i know i'm safe i wish we didn't do the show either like it's a wash anyways like we won't be able to publish it and, and it doesn't even matter. Like, I don't know if Jake's okay or not, or, or what we're even going to tell the police, like, when Zach gets back. This just seems like a bad night overall. Like, I'll feel better when at least, like, the cops can get here. We can find out what the noises were upstairs, because I still don't know. And then get you and Zach home. I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. Like, right now, let's just hang tight until Zach gets back. We can put a show together real quick this weekend. One that isn't about murder and missing body parts. Fine by me. I'll feel a little better when our phone's... No, not again. Please, not again. Where did that even come from? Kent, Zach's car is still here. I can see the taillights. It, did he even leave? I'm gonna be sick. Stop it! Leave us alone! It's not gonna help. 
Kent. Do you believe me now, Joel? If this is a joke, it's a sick joke, and it's not ending anytime soon. Look, we need to come up with a plan. We can do this if we work together. What is happening? Like, we need to figure out something quick. Maybe Zack is still okay and he needs our help. We need to stay in this room. That much is clear. The, I mean, the power might go again, but we still have our phone lights and our laptop screens to light up the room, so I don't think we should be leaving yet. What are you doing? You know, Joel, if something happens, I'm going to be ready and so should you. All I have is a pocket knife on my keychain. Here's something a little more intimidating. Fine, but I don't think we'll have to use them if we just wait this out. Wait this out? Whatever is out there is playing a game with us, and it seems like it's winning. We may be safe since it's just the two of us, but we don't know if there's only one thing out there. Still, it seems like staying put is still the best option. I at least want to know what it looks like so we know what we're dealing with. Look, if that stuff you read was true, I really don't think you want to know what it looks like. Not again. This won't end unless we make it end. We've got kitchen knives. Sure, I have no plans to be the final girl. Are you saying we're the final girls? No. Maybe. I don't know. Can we just go upstairs together so I'm not the only one that has to see another body? Well, when you put it that way, it sounds like a terrible thing to do. Look, I want to keep my tongue and wait this out here. I think you should do the same. I know you should do the same. You've seen enough horror movies to know every rule, and you've already broken at least a dozen of them. But we're survivors, okay? If that's even what this night will require. Yes, but what if Zach or Jake are upstairs and they're being hurt as we speak? Look, if I know it's Zach or Jacob, actually being hurt will go up together. But let's not rush into action just yet. Kent, get your knife. We're just going to leave out the side door and not answer the doorbell. Now? Yes, let's go. Now. We're close to Zach's car, which is still running, and mine isn't far from it. Quick, I'm ready. Let's, let's go. in your car. You're asking me? I don't know, okay? But I wasn't about to find out. I couldn't see anything in the rain. That was supposed to be our way out of here. And why was that person, thing, whatever, sitting in your passenger seat? Was it, was it waiting for us? I don't know. We're back inside, so let's just stay here. And did you see Zach's keys in his car? His door's wide open. I didn't see him. I was in a rush. I was counting on taking us out of here in my car, but there was something in your car waiting for us. Probably like there was something in Zach's car waiting for him when he left us to get Don't home. say that. Don't say that. Okay? We're safe now. Once again, let's just stay here and wait for our phones to get service. And you're still getting nothing from yours. No. I think the storm is... Joe. Yeah, I heard, I heard that too. Why do they know my name? This isn't random, okay? This has to be someone we know. Seriously, Ken. Is this a prank to get me scared? If it is, it is time to knock it off. I'm just as scared as you are. Why is this happening tonight? Why are we being stalked 
on a specific night where we record creepy stuff like this. On the episode where you share details about the Scream Queen that is stalking us. I can't be certain, but there may be a reason. What are you talking about? So when I was doing the research for my story, I, I wasn't entirely satisfied with the background of the Scream Queen. I wanted to know what was true and what wasn't. I, well, well, I, I posted on the community page. What did you say, Kent? I posted that I was going to do a podcast where I'd be sharing this story about her to you guys. And, and I wanted more information. So it actually, I could actually scare you with it. The post got one upvote and that's it. So I didn't think I was going to get any help at all. And you shared what our podcast was? Of course. At the time, I thought it couldn't hurt to get a few more listeners who were into the story. I didn't think, I didn't know. So it's possible that some weirdo online or, or a serial killer saw your post and has been watching us? That's that's ridiculous though, right? Like why bother hunting down a few guys making a podcast? I don't even understand why anyone would want to make that kind of effort. Anyone or anything, from what you described, the Scream Queen is unpredictable. She didn't kill off everyone at the party, it was just those two people. Yes. But they say she only likes to draw people out and then catch them on their own. Whatever's out there isn't slowing down. Okay, worst case scenario, it's her. And we stay together and we have a fighting chance. And we may have to fight Kim. Best case scenario, this is a prank and we've got it all recorded and it will all be a good memory in a few years when we're all laughing about it and my heart has recovered from all this. Right, when this is all over, yes. Let this end, please. Ten. Jeez! Seriously? Just be over! Okay, just keep keep by me and keep your knife close. Don't stab me or anything. Let, let's not stab anyone if it's just a prank, but let's just be ready for whatever's about to happen. Good idea. Okay, I'll be ready. Keep calm. Don't let it distract. That was that was Zach's voice! B but was it? Remember this story? What do we do? He needs our help, and whatever's watching us is close and not upstairs. We have to go now. Let's go. I don't, I don't know what to say. I'm not sure that anyone will ever hear this. But if you're somehow listening to this, just know that I didn't mean for any of this to happen. I just want to try something new for the show to see if people will listen to it. Now, something, this thing, I, I can't help but feel it's, it's absolute evil has come for us. I don't think that a locked door is going to keep it out for long. I'm listening. Stop it! 
Go back to where you came from. We didn't do anything to deserve this. If you're coming to get me, do it already. Is there something stopping you? Are you a coward? You can only take on one person at a time. I'm alone. Come get me if you're so terrifying. With the rest of the guys gone, with what you did to Jake, Zach, and Joel, I deserve the same fate. Why even fight it anymore? Do you need me to be scared? I won't give that to you anymore. I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna stay here on the mic as long as I can. I still can't get any service. I know this seems like the worst advice that especially I could give right now, but don't research or reach out to anyone regarding information about the Scream Queen. Nothing is worse than what's happened here tonight. Nothing can... Cruz? Is she gone? Is there anyone up there? Is she there? I don't know if she's left me alone to suffer with what's happened here. But I'm going to stay right here and record as much as I can to explain what happened to Joel, Jake, and Zach. Maybe she's left. Maybe she hasn't. I'm not, I'm not leaving. I'll just wait the storm out here and, and, and call the cops as soon as I get service like, like Joel suggested. I should have listened to him. I should be fine as long as... Oh no. The lights. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't 